Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Jesus People Places podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and I am so excited for this episode. You guys, we are talking about my time abroad. And more importantly than that, we're talking about the life that you can experience when things don't go your way. As you're like, Mackenzie, what do you mean? Give us a little more insight on what you mean there. Okay. I posted a reel. I guess I posted a TikTok too forever ago. And essentially what it said is that life is so much more enjoyable when you just decide to accept your plan B, even when plan A didn't work out. Mic drop. That's good. That's so good. I said it better on TikTok, but let me just dive into what that actually means. I am 23 years old. (laughs) Only 23. My life has already gone, in a way, so drastically different than what I had planned. And don't we know that that's always going to happen? But we're never prepared for it. Never at all. We say we trust God, but when he screws up our plans, man, are we caught by surprise. This has happened to me in sports. This has happened to me in relationships. This has happened to me in friendships. It's happened to me in career things. So many things. Nothing in my life that is current, not a single thing, is what I thought my life would look like at 23 years old. Not a single thing. You guys are probably like, Mackenzie, your life is so cool. You're literally living a dream. Yeah, you're right. I am. I agree with you. I 100% think that my life right now is such a dream life. But it's not because it's what I had planned whatsoever. It's because this was my plan like E. But if it's God's plan, it's the best plan for my life. And walking in that and walking in that freedom is so much greater than living a life that I thought I was supposed to live. My plan A was truthfully date my boyfriend all the way through college, get engaged, get married. I should be married by now if I had my life my way and start that life, whatever that was supposed to look like. I had the wedding venue. I had it all picked out. I had it all planned out how my life was supposed to look. It looks really pretty on the outside, but what would it actually have looked like? I have no idea. I've got an idea, but I have no idea. Instead, God said, I have a different blame for you. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't really want that. I did not want that at all, but now I'm here a year later saying, oh my goodness, please, please, please. I beg you trust in the Lord's plan for your life. I know it's easier said than done. I know it is, but walk in every single day, knowing that the Lord's got you. His plan is so, so, so much greater. So let me give you guys a little bit of context. Like I said, I thought I was supposed to be married by now. That was my plan for my life everything that I had written out for some reason I held that at such a high standard and that's what I wanted even when my ex-boyfriend and I broke up I spent gosh months being like well I can still have the be married young and whatever that you're kind of supposed to have as a Christian like that can still be the story of my life I've just got to look harder and I was living in so much hurt from the breakup And hadn't healed from the breakup, but I thought my life was still supposed to go the way I wanted it to. 
so I was looking at all of these guys being like, which one's my husband? Like I'm healed. I'm good. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't whatsoever. But I thought my life had to go with plan A. I had no idea what my plan B was going to look like, but this episode is on my plan B. I was never the girl who like super wanted to travel the world. Like I was the girl who's such a homebody and wants to be at home and like, sure. I like traveling, but I wanted to do it with my person. I didn't want to do it alone. I didn't want to go out and do all of these crazy things. Like not more than the girl who wanted marriage. Not, not at all whatsoever. And it's really easy as a Christian to grow up with thinking like that's a must And if you're a young girl watching this, like that is not a must. It's not a must whatsoever. Like if your desire is to get married, it will come in the Lord's timing. Please don't force it. Please don't force it with someone because you think that's what you're supposed to have as a young Christian girl. Please don't do that. It breaks my heart to think how many girls have that similar mindset and actually do end up marrying someone who maybe wasn't God's best for them because of that. I want to give you guys a glimpse into what my life looked like when I said, okay, God, I'll accept your plan for my life. Before we get into the episode, however, I need to give you guys a couple life updates because this week has felt so long, but in the best way possible. Like, I feel like my business is growing. I'm doing new things every day. Like, I'm waking up early. Like, my morning routine, you guys, is my favorite thing in the entire world. And I used to be the kind of girl who would, like, jump out of bed in the morning because I was so excited for my coffee. You guys aren't going to believe this, but now I'm, like, jumping out of bed in the morning because I'm so excited to do my whole morning routine. I'm excited to tongue scrape. I'm excited to oil pull. I'm excited to put on my little eye eye patches. Eye matches. Not eye matches. Eye patches. I'm excited to freaking roll my face and chug my water in the morning. Like that gets me up out of bed. And I would have never thought like even me a month and a half ago would have been like, you're jumping out of bed to ice roll your face. Are you joking? It's just like, I feel so inspired, so encouraged, like so ready for the day. I love waking up early now. I am wide awake at 6am and the mornings are my favorite part of my day because of my morning routine. I'm not on my phone. I'm not sitting and scrolling on my phone. I try to take at least 30 minutes. 30 minutes is like minimum, but I try to do an hour. First hour of the day, don't touch my phone at all. Am I perfect at that? No. Sometimes I roll over and I'm like, "Mm, lady called me five times. I need to know what that's about. And it gets me. But most of the time I try not to. With the time change, however, too, I like look at my phone. I'm like, what time is it? Like, the, the first day, I was so thrown off. I've also woken up at 2 in the morning, and because I don't touch my phone, I've, like, started my morning routine at 2 in the morning before. I did that this past week. That did, in fact, happen. I'm not really sure how that happened. Actually, yes, I do. I went to bed at 9 p.m., and that's why that one happened. Anyways, that's just been, like, the best part of life right now, which, again, sounds so silly, but it just really is. And it's just equipping me so well. And I know I probably sound like a broken record, but focusing on my health and fitness and like everything related to health is just giving me such a better 
platform to stand on when I'm leading on social media when I'm walking into friendships when I'm thinking about anything like I feel like I have such a clear mind right now that I'm able to go into conversations with a clear head and so by no means does that mean that it doesn't creep in the enemy's so real and the enemy is going to try to be dragging me away from my purpose especially as I'm so so pursuing it but I'm able to so quickly realize hey that's the enemy's voice that's not the Lord and push that out so quick and I'm actively thinking about it when it's happening too which is such an interesting thing of I feel anxiety creeping in nope I'm gonna push that out with like stating words of truth with going on a walk with getting off my phone like if I feel anxiety creeping in hey I need to take an hour off of social media for a second and work on something else in my business because my mind is clearly in a place it's not supposed to be it should not be consuming right now because of that another life update I went on a date for the first time in so long this week so that was exciting We'll see where that goes. That's really all that I'm going to share on here as of now, but I feel like the podcast people need to know. I'm obviously not going to share that anywhere else, but I remember back in June when I was doing my like get ready for me for dates and it felt so fun. Like it was such a good time, but I truthfully am just in such a season of my life where I am loving prioritizing my life and like living my life and I'm not going to waste hours talking to a boy 24 seven. And Lainey and I just had a conversation an hour and a half ago about this of just really sitting in your singleness and not entertaining random people. Like, sure. Sometimes it feels really nice to just flirt with a boy cause he's cute. It's like, well, I'm bored and I'm single. So it's fine. I'm able to do it. But like you could be putting your time into something so much more valuable. And I, I am like, you guys are probably like, Mackenzie, you're such a hypocrite to be talking about this. Like I am so guilty of that. Like I have done that so many times, but this past October haven't really talked to anyone and it's been great. Like so fantastic, really taking advantage of things that I know I'm not going to be able to do once I get into a relationship. I also know that this point in time, like could be my last time ever being single. Like truthfully, anyone who's single, you could say that like you have no idea. You could meet the love of your life tomorrow. Like you need to be so purposeful in your singleness because not that a relationship's going to distract you, but a relationship takes up a lot of your time. Like you can be like grinding in your business, setting really good habits. Now, like if I was trying to set all of these really strong habits while I was in a relationship, I don't necessarily know if they would work as well because now with talking to nobody, it's okay that I'm going to bed at 10 PM. Because I don't have to stay up talking to someone. And not that you have to if you're in a relationship. But obviously you have to work around another person's schedule and things like that. So you just have a lot of advantages in your singleness. And I've gotten a lot of questions lately of how do I stay content in my singleness. Understand how purposeful it is. And be excited about that. Like you have such an opportunity in your singleness to learn and grow and to prepare your heart and like be so intentional in your singleness. When people say it's a gift, I know that sounds so cheesy, but coming from someone who desires a relationship, who desires marriage and being a mom more than anything in the world, your singleness is such a gift. Use it well. Use it so well. I think that's it in terms of life updates. I'm going to Arizona next week, so I need to pre-record next week's episode and get it out for y'all. But... 
I think that's it of life updates. So let's get into the episode. A little bit of context for those of you who may not know. I lived in England the first five months of this year. From January through like June 1st, I lived in Oxford, England. It was the best five months of my life. And me in January, February, to see myself saying that with such a smile on my face, I'd probably be like, girl, you are crazy. Especially me within the first two weeks. So let me give you a little bit of a backstory. My ex-boyfriend and I broke up last summer. And after that, I could not find a place to live to save my life. I didn't want to live with random roommates. I really liked being in a house because I love hosting and it just felt so impossible to find a place to live because of that, which I'll share in my testimony a lot more next week, but I was sleeping on friends' couches. I lived with family friends at one point, certain times, like you guys saw, I was traveling because I didn't have a place to sleep at night. Like I was struggling so badly because I was living out of my car 24 seven. Like there was certain nights where I had no idea where I was going to be sleeping. Not a single idea. I did not have a stable home from beginning of July through January when I moved abroad. And not a ton of people know that because I very much put on a perfectionist appeal for those couple months. But again, we'll get into that a lot more in next week's episode. So make sure to tune in. So Heidi, one of my best friends called me in October and we had kind of been joking about like, LOL, what if we just like moved abroad? And she calls me and was like, no, but like, what if we just did? She's like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to take a semester. She's an online student. She said, I'm going to take a semester and just move abroad. You should come with me. And at this point, I could not find a place to live. And I knew West Palm was the place I was supposed to be for the extended amount of long haul. I did not want to leave it permanently. I did not want to go and like move somewhere else. I thought about that. I prayed about that a lot. I didn't feel peace about moving. I threw around like moving to Charleston or back to North Carolina. And every single time I thought about leaving Florida, it was just a, no, you're not doing that. But when I threw around leaving for five months, I felt such peace about that decision. And truthfully, I just desired a home more than anything else. I just wanted a home. I didn't care where it was at that point. Like I am such a homebody that I was like, I don't care if a home's in Europe. I don't care if I'm moving a million miles away from the place that I considered home. I need a stable home. That's all that I need felt that I needed. So the next few months we spent hours upon hours looking for a place to live. And we were kind of deciding between Oxford and London. I've heard of it from the university. And I also was supposed to go to Ole Miss, which is in Oxford, Mississippi. So I always had an idea of, oh, I'd love to go visit Oxford because hotty toddy, whatever. Again, was supposed to go there, didn't. But my senior year of high school self would have loved the idea of going to Oxford, both Oxfords. Happened only to end up at one, but that's all right. We spent so long looking for a place to live and nothing, nothing was popping up. We were like, okay, God, like we feel like we're supposed to go there for some reason. Where's the, where are the options? Like where is housing whatsoever? We couldn't find anything, especially at such a weird time. Like January 1st, we want to be here for five months, not any time longer. It's a partial rent. And then 
her coming over from America. So there was just so many issues with it. Eventually we find this house probably like a month before we said we were going to move. We were throwing around every idea in the book. We were throwing around working at different world packers things just to kind of find a place to live at first. I was on trusted house sitters thinking of, oh, we could just start with house sitting for a little bit and then we could kind of find a place from there. We were fully prepared to move over there with no plans. Like no plans at all. Like just pack up our bags and go because we both felt such peace about going that like that was going to happen. I almost at a time packed up my stuff in December and was like, I'm going over early. Like I, I want to go. I got to go. About a month before we leave, we found a place to live and the people who were supposed to move into this place fell through and this family was at their winter home. So their summer home, I guess, quote unquote, in Oxford was completely available for the amount of time that we needed. And because it was just two of us, they also gave us a discount. It was a four bedroom home. They only gave us access to two of the bedrooms and yeah, they gave us like 400 pounds off and it just perfectly fell into place. It was in the sweetest little village and it was simply perfect, simply perfect. However, complications that arose were the fact that we had to pay all of that rent up front because neither of us had a UK bank account. So if you are looking to move abroad, make sure you have a chunk of savings available, which truthfully, we were looking at renting houses and you have to put, you know, first month, last month and a deposit down. And it almost ended up being just about as much as that. So we kind of both had that money budgeted to spend that anyways, that it made it kind of a very easy decision of, okay, we're just going to do this. However, we were both moving to a country that we had never been to before. If we got there and it wasn't real, they had all of our money. If we got there and we hated it, they have all of our money. If I got there and decided I don't want to be in England, I hate England, they have all of my money. There's no getting it back. No getting it back. So we pack up our stuff. I tell my parents I'm moving to England. I tell a couple other people. For the most part, I didn't tell that many people. And we show up. It's 20 degrees. And we're living in a stone house that hardly gets heat. And this is now Florida girl in 20 degree weather. And let me tell you, those first two weeks, I was fasting. I was fasting from social media for three weeks. It was one week before I left and then two weeks into being there. I was also fasting different foods. I was doing the Daniel fast. In those first two weeks, man, I wanted to go home. I think Heidi looked at me and was like, oh man, like, I, I seemed miserable there. I mean, it, it took some adjusting. It was so cold and we were about an hour walk from town every single day. I was a 20 minute walk from the gym, which was the only place that was warm, let me add. And the first two weeks, I was just bundled up in scarves, praying that these walks would go by quicker. And I liked Oxford, but I was just like, eh, whatever. Then one day I was walking home and my head was buried in my scarf. 
And I just decided to pick my head up and was like, I'm grateful for the cold weather. I'm grateful for the fact that I get to walk home. How cool is that? I'm grateful for the fact that I'm in England. I'm grateful for the fact that I have a home. Grateful for the fact that I'm over here with my best friend. I'm grateful for the fact that I'm financially able to do this. Grateful for the fact that I have a job where I'm able to do this. And after that day, after that walk home, nothing was wrong about Oxford anymore. Not a single thing. I changed my perspective and it could have been the worst five months of my life. Truthfully, like I could have let those emotions dictate how those whole five months were going to be. But in a second, I changed my mind about it and I romanticized every single bit of it. And it was the best five months of my life. And it'll be something I'll talk about until the day I die that I tell my kids about that I encourage so many people to do. But it's not for everyone. And that's half of what I want to say in this podcast episode because traveling and going and experiencing a different culture is not for someone who can't see the good in every circumstance. Because especially solo traveling or traveling with a small amount of people and budget traveling and all of the things, if you can't make light out of every situation, it is not for you. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like You are going to be humbled so many times living in a different country. For starters, we're Americans. I mean, maybe not all of you listening, but if you're an American, my goodness, go and like sit in a cafe in another country and just watch how Americans act. We are so embarrassing, like so embarrassing. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, but we are so embarrassing. And that was us just showing up in another country in Oxford, like one of the most prestigious towns too, like I may add. And we were just there simply just there. Like I said, the next five months of my life were the absolute best. The Lord was just so intentional in every single thing that he did there and every single experience I had there. You guys saw a lot of the travels and the trips that I went on, but my life in Oxford was so good. So good. It was freezing. The cold was humbling. I will say sleeping in three layers of clothing And not being able to change in my own house was humbling. Was very humbling. Having to take like a heater or like a heated blanket, like wrap it around me when I changed, humbling. Being the palest I've ever been, humbling. Being in a town where boys don't look up at you whatsoever, humbling. So humbling. So why did I decide to move abroad? Truthfully, because why not? I had a really rough fall. I decided in October that I was going to move and right after October hit so much bad in my life hit there was already a lot of things that I was going through and then it just amplified and again we're going to talk about it when I share my testimony but man October November December were hard months for me like really difficult months for me and sometimes I think the only way I got through it was because I knew I was going to be moving abroad But I think everyone expects me to get on here and talk about my time abroad as this crazy adventure and I did all of these crazy things and whatever else. And sure, I have some stories like that, but it was peaceful and it was rest. 
And that's the biggest thing the Lord taught me while over there, that it's okay to rest. And my heart posture after living abroad is so good. And I learned so much from England and also just Europeans in general. I mean, the English know how to slow life down entirely. I mean, the fact that I would waste, waste, the fact that I'm saying it like that now shows you that I've changed back. But I would spend two hours every single day walking from home to town and I never counted it as a waste now if I drive 20 minutes I'm like thinking I need to be on my phone while driving which is so bad thinking I need to be on my phone while driving because I'm missing out on something or I'm not doing more like I need to be doing more I constantly need to be doing more I need to do more for my brand more for my job and this whole health situation that I've got going on now has re-helped me realize like no I need to slow down because I can eat all the vegetables, I can do all of the things, but if I'm not resting and I'm living in this constant state of stress, that's worse for my health than anything else. Entirely. I truthfully moved because the Lord told me to. I had no idea what that meant. And if you would have told me that moving to another country, the Lord was going to give me rest... I would have said that's the last thing he was going to do. In my brain, I was going to grow my business significantly and make all of these big money moves. I was going to grow a ton. I was going to have so much success. I had none of that. My business slowed down. It didn't grow. My Instagram account was stuck at 32000 the entire time I was there. It did not grow even 100 followers until the week before I moved back the week before. How crazy is that? And then the way that it did grow was over me sharing about my relationship with food. And I grew 10,000 followers overnight. Crazy. Literally crazy. The intentionality of the Lord. But it was rest more than anything else. And I'm so grateful for that season of time for that. Because I know I couldn't be here today. I couldn't even be speaking on this podcast today if I did not have that season of rest, which is such a beautiful thing. So a little bit about the technicalities of it. As of the time we were there, I know some of the rules are changing, which is really disappointing, but Americans can be in the UK for up to six months without a visa because we technically just traveled over there and that's what we were doing over there. We were there on an extended vacation and that is the way that we were able to do so. Insurance wise, I looked at a lot of TikToks and figured out kind of the best to do. I honestly don't even remember the insurance that I got, but it was like $300 for the five months. So cheap, so affordable. I also had other insurance through my travel credit card in terms of more like travel-based stuff, which was really nice to have, which is also why I booked a return flight home so that I would have that like coverage underneath that amount of time. Additionally, if you are traveling abroad or traveling period without a travel credit card, you're like throwing money away to be completely honest like i signed up for a travel credit card right before i moved i have the chase sapphire preferred and within spending x amount within the first three months i was able to get like sixty thousand bonus miles i was able to use those miles to go then book flights and i've booked pretty much all of my flights since i've been back in america off of points that i got from being abroad which is awesome last thing i want to touch on Depending if you are deciding to do this alone or with someone else, 
you're going to learn two vastly very different things. In my times alone abroad, I learned how to be independent. Absolutely. I'm already a very independent person, so that one wasn't too difficult for me. But maintaining a house completely by ourselves, you're trying, you're figuring out everything, especially a house in another country. I don't, I've never lived in a stone house. What do I know about a stone house? What do I know about starting a fire? What do I know about living in the cold? What do I know about literally so much? I could, the list could go on where I learned things in that way. But if you decide like I did to move abroad with another human being, which I highly recommend, I could not have done it alone. You are going to learn and you are going to be humbled by the importance of dependency. I feel like the word dependent is so taboo in our culture, especially in American culture, because we hate to be dependent. We think it is a weakness of ours. My goodness, let me be the first to tell you it is a strength. Have you ever tried to be dependent? And I know there's a couple of you that are like, yeah, my parents grew up doing everything for me and I'm great at being dependent. I'm more speaking to the large, vast majority of us who want to do everything on our own, who think we need to do everything on our own, especially all of my single gals or guys out there. Learn to be dependent. It's going to change your life. It is going to be the most humbling experience. We, Heidi and I, built such a good foundation there of communicating things well. Before we moved over there, we had house rules. We had rules for our friendship and not in this like constraining way, but setting a standard that we were going to over communicate about everything because we had each other and that was it. We did not know anyone over there. And when push came to shove, I needed her. I didn't have a choice rather than to rely on her or not. She didn't have a choice rather than to rely on me or not. We were the only people that we knew when we moved over in the same time zone, in the same location, experiencing the same thing. Like we were having such similar, but then such different experiences. We had to talk about it every single day. And fortunately for us, we did have to walk an hour to town every day. So that was like free therapy for the two of us because we could just get everything that we were going through out on the table. And we were always in constant communication that way. And I want to do an episode with Heidi on this, but I learned more in those five months about how to be in a healthy relationship, whether that be a friendship or a romantic relationship, than I did any romantic relationship I've had in my life. The way we were able to over communicate things and talk about things and be there for each other was such a beautiful thing that I will never take for granted. And it wouldn't have happened without both of us deciding to throw down our pride and be dependent. Moving abroad is truthfully such a cool thing. I sound like a broken record again, but learned so incredibly much. It was a life-changing experience that I will always just be so grateful for. And I know it's not something everyone can do. I, I know I'm sitting here with so much gratitude that I was able to do this. I do work a remote job. I did fortunately have money saved up that was supposed to be used for something else and decided to use it on this instead. If anyone got what I was talking about, LOL. 
But if you have the opportunity to do something like this, go for it. Seriously, go for it. You're going to learn so much about yourself. You're going to learn so much about the world. And you're going to learn so much about God. And it's going to be life-changing. If you decide for it to be. And that's true with any experiences in our life. Any, anything we do. Sure, you might not be moving abroad, but you're walking through new experiences all of the time. Whether that's taking classes in college, whether that's starting a new job, whether that's trying new things, building new friendships, you have the power to decide how you're going to look at it. I could have looked at England as, this sucks, it's cold, I don't want to do this. I get so many comments that I have for years about, sure, it's really easy for you to be grateful you live in South Florida. Like, it's really easy to be grateful for the beach. Awesome. Well, I hated the beach for 10 years. And I hated everyone around me because of my bitterness towards it. Not the beach, but the state of Florida. And then I made the flip of, no, I actually love it here. And I started being grateful for little things and that turned so genuine. And now you guys know, I love it here. I love it here. I don't know how I'm ever going to leave. Same thing with England. I hated it that for those first two weeks. Then I realized how silly would I be to pass up such a cool opportunity because life is so short. Why not live in the gratitude there? You know? You know. So whatever it is you're walking through today, I want you to say three things you're grateful for in this season of life. Because not every season of life is a growing one. Summer seasons of harvest, summer seasons of sowing. That was my season of sowing. My season abroad. I wanted it to be my season of harvest. I thought I'm going to peak there. I'm going to do all of these things. Nope. God humbled me there. He humbled me big time there. I hope this episode gave you guys kind of a brief overview and kind of a glimpse into my life abroad. I want to do just a day in the life episode. I don't even know how to really do that, but I don't really know how to explain my life abroad because I don't even know how to explain my life abroad to you guys because it just seems like it was this not even real thing. Like it was so real, obviously, but my mind can't even wrap around how blessed I am to be able to do that and how cool of an experience it was. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that, like, that was a reality that I was able to experience. But if you guys have specific questions, please DM them to me on the Jesus People Place Instagram. I'll be a lot better of being able to, like, actually put those things into the podcast. Also, I did want to say, if you guys are looking for a community, looking for anything that kind of is more Jesus People Places, please DM Jesus People Places instead of Mackenzie Marsh. I get a lot more DMs on Mackenzie Marsh. It's sometimes hard to sort through personal DMs, brand partnerships, things like that, and community. I want, my priority is community and I want to be able to connect you guys to one another or into, into all of our resources the best way that I can. So if you're going to reach out in regards to any of that, please DM me on Jesus Peel Places. I hope you guys loved this episode because I love talking about it. I want to do more on my time abroad because Again, I know I keep saying it, but it was such a cool experience. And this is also just a reminder to freaking go after your dreams. Like, if your plan A doesn't work out, so what? Plan B is cool too. And 
that sounds so cheesy. But guys, my plan A was to be married by now. My plan A was to marry my high school sweetheart, move in together, start a really typical life, and start like popping out babies. And like that is what I so desired. And it's still what I desire for my future. But I could have just sat in that and been like, well, I didn't get that for my life. I'm just going to sit here depressed. No, don't do that. I hope this episode encouraged you in so many ways to just go after your dreams. Like, take control of your life and do the thing you want to do. It's going to be hard. The words almost came in my mouth of, it's not going to be that hard. It's going to be hard, but it'll be worth it. Cool things will happen, but you know what's even cooler? The character change that's going to happen through it. And like, you're so worthy of that. And I hope you know that today. I hope you know that the Lord has such a cool purpose for your life. Even if your life didn't turn out the way you thought it would. You might be like me, 23, and already feel like your life went a completely different way than what it was quote unquote supposed to go like. But there's freedom into stepping into the plan B, C, D, E, whatever we're on by now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you guys wouldn't mind leaving us a review down below, it seriously helps so much. Sharing on your story, whatever you might want to do. Thank you for tuning in for another week. And if you haven't listened to our past episodes, go back and listen. I love you guys and I will talk to you next week. Bye.